Good morning. I hope you're having a fine Sunday morning. Welcome back to another edition of Miami Valley Voices on this Cox Radio station. I am your host from the Dayton Daily News, Ron Rollins, and um, we are having a program today about Peace Week in uh, actually Peace Weeks in the uh, in the Miami Valley in the Dayton area, the celebration of uh, of, of of peace. Uh, and we have uh, with us in the studio today three uh, of the local organizers of uh, Dayton's Peace Week celebration. So we have um, uh, Fred Arment, who's the facilitator of the Dayton Peace Collaborative. We have Angela Swartz, who is the uh, chaplain of local VFW Post 5434, right? Yes. And uh, we have Irene Bedard, who is a member of the Miami Valley Council for Native Americans. And um, and you all have other stuff that you do that also involves you in, in, in the uh, in, in the cause and in the issue, but which we'll get to when we pick up the conversation. Fred, you want to give us a little overview about what's going on this week and what people should be paying attention to? Yes, uh, the local celebration of International Day of Peace, which is um, um, a global uh, celebration that started in the 1980s. Uh, the United Nations General Assembly um, did a resolution about one day, an International Day of Peace, um, for people to uh, create peace-building efforts and to think about peace and how to create uh, peace in the world. As we know, that's uh, not only necessary, but it's uh, becoming more necessary mm-hmm. as we go. Uh, the local celebration has just uh, flourished. We started in 2005, but each year it's grown progressively bigger. This year there's 80 organizations involved in the Peace Dayton Collaborative. We have 40 different uh, events. Um, there's every constituency in the Dayton area that's uh, involved from musicians and artists to educators, mm-hmm. students, uh, veterans, uh, Wright-Patterson Air Force Base, uh, as, as you said, the Miami Valley uh, Council for Native Americans. Um, everybody is involved, uh, and it's just pretty spectacular. Excellent. And um, uh, Angela, what's, what's your involvement? We are actually holding the second annual uh, Peace Dayton, honoring our veterans. Uh, this year we're going to have it at the Korean War Memorial. Uh-huh. It's 1.30 Riverside Drive. Um, we are going to have ask that we everyone comes at 11 a.m. and we'll start the program at 11:30. Uh, we're going to have um, an actual live uh, bugler play um, t- uh, to the color, and then also finishing with taps. We'll have the um, the National Cemetery Support Committee. They actually have a um, brand new VA. It's for the hospital out there where they do ceremonies for the the burials. Mm-hmm. They're actually going to come out. They, this is their first event outside of the National Cemetery, so we feel oh, very wow. honored for oh, them to be there. Yeah. Uh, they will actually be doing a 21-gun salute as well. We have the various speakers. Um, the president of the uh, Montgomery County Commissioners, Deborah Lieberman, mm-hmm. will be speaking. Uh, Mayor Nan Whaley will be speaking. Mm-hmm. We'll have uh, members uh, from Wright Pat, uh, Colonel David Kretz. Um, we'll also have a Korean War veteran. James Snyder will be speaking, as well as a Korean, um, the president from the Dayton Area Korean Association, uh, Kihi Lee, she'll mm-hmm. be speaking as well. Um, we'll have a District 3 commander, Marianne Plummer, for the VFW, and the uh, chief of staff from the Dayton VA Hospital, Dr. James Thomas Hardy, will be speaking as well. Mm-hmm. So we have a um, great event, and also after, we are going to host, I believe this is the first veterans, uh, peace feast at my post, uh, 5434 in Union, Ohio. I was going to ask where you're located, yeah. Yes, we're at uh, 116 North Main Street in Union, Ohio. Okay. So we will have everyone back to our post uh, for food, camaraderie, and um, just 
enjoy each other's company. Excellent. That's cool. Yeah. Irene, how are you involved in all this? Well, this uh, earlier this uh, spring in, in the June, uh, surrounding International Peace and Prayer Day, um, Guy Jones from the Miami Valley Council mm-hmm. approached me to participate and um, you know, and that's where I met Fred and and basically it, this area has such a great history of with the 20th anniversary of the Dayton Peace Accords, right. but even which it is goes, in November, I believe. Yeah, it goes back even further though. Um, the five rivers that that come and meet here, um, uh, this was has long been a place of, of trade and peace talks. Um, we talk about the the Peace of Tecumseh. Um, and, and his efforts, even as a warrior, to create peace for his people. And so I think it's just the legacy of this, of this particular place. I think it's mm, a right. um, really beautiful, beautiful legacy and story that we have. And um, we have um, an event this time uh, on there's International Light the Way Day, which is uh, the global climate kind of let's light our way to a better future. Um, it, as as a United Nations delegate, um, we have had to kind of look at a lot of the initiatives and as an indigenous person and the, um, being at the forefront of climate change um, and being the first stewards of the earth, it's mm. been uh, very important for me to be able to sort of push this initiative forward for the coming generations. and. So, uh, Miami Valley, I mean, is is hosting an event on the twenty fourth mm-hmm. uh, at the Miamisburg Mound, and um, we'll have a, a, a feast for peace. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have invited um, a, a neighbor of mine, actually ninety six year old Toshika Akasawa, who to be our guest of honor. Um, she was interned on the Navajo reservation right across the street from the Miamisburg Mound. As, is, as part of the Japanese-American internments during mm-hmm. World War II? Okay. Yes, she was a young woman at the mm-hmm. time. Right across the street from the Miamisburg Mound is the Miami building, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, sorry, the Mound building. Mm-hmm. And the Mound building um, is where the switches were built for uh, the Nagasaki and Hiroshima bombs. And how this, I think, all relates is, is that, um, a lot of people don't know that once that happened, every creature on the earth, every blade of grass, every tree, every animal and human, now has cesium-237 in our bodies. In in you know in it's it's in all living creatures. So in a way, it's connected us. Mm-hmm. But I think in another way, it's connected us in this in this pain and suffering and how do we move forward and and light the way to a better future so that's that's our event on the 24th and i wanted to um uh, i wanted to have you remind people you'd mentioned very briefly the united nations ambassador connection you have but but explain that um i was asked uh, by the american indian enterprise and business council um to represent to, to speak on their behalf um, at the United Nations and um, NGOs. We uh, are given five initiatives, and those initiatives are Every Woman, Every Child, which um, the thinking being that if, if every woman and every child in this generation has 
health coverage, health and wellness, um, that it will go forward to that everyone will in the future. Um, sustainable energy for all, and that's for however the community wants or needs it. Mm -hmm. um, uh, education, food and agriculture, and um, uh, housing, and uh, of course, finally, peace. So. When did you make that address? Uh, last year at the Global Climate Summit, um, they, it was the first time that General Ban Ki-moon had put together the Global Assembly where all the heads of states uh, ha were required to be present, mm. um, al along with the Global Climate Summit and the World Indigenous Conference. Mm. Um, we also participated in the in the huge march uh, that was an international march mm -hmm. but I was there in New York City and I was uh, one of 32 individuals in indigenous individuals that was asked to speak before the Global Assembly okay. um, eventually because of the unprecedented state of it all um, uh, the uh, president being there and and Leonardo DiCaprio and, and, and all of that. Um, they finally chose one indigenous person to speak, and um, but we all, were all able to participate in the in the global assembly. And we should remind people who may be familiar with you by name that uh, another local peace event you were involved with last year, fairly prominently, was you you hosted or emceed the Dayton Literary Peace Prize. Uh, uh, I guess banquet celebration yeah. last November, and that's coming up soon. Actually, we'll probably have a show on that in the next couple of weeks. I think Sharon Rabb coming in to talk about that. Yes, which that is, is uh, one of the, and actually I kind of wanted to ask, I mentioned that because I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about some of the ways that since the peace accords in uh, the Dayton peace accords in uh, 20 years ago, Dayton has kind of tried to, um, in, a, in a lot of ways, sort of brand itself as kind of a, a city of, of peace. I mean, there's the Peace Museum, certainly there's uh, there's the Literary Peace Prizes, which are an international event. Um, there's the, the Missing Peace Art Gallery. There's all kinds of others. There's this effort. I mean, I guess any one of you, maybe Fred, talk about how that has happened, and is it kind of where you'd like it to be, or is there more that could be done? It, it, it seems like something that a lot of people in town sort of get, but that it's sort of growing slowly each year. Right. Um, you know, I think that it's important for people to know that, um, um, you know, how peace is defined in the Dayton area in the Miami Valley. And I think that, you know, we can't define it for everybody in the audience or even us sitting here. We have we have different perspectives on it. But um, the idea of safety and prosperity and quality of life is how we're defining it at Peace Dayton. And mm -hmm. I think that's what everybody is is keying in on. There's so many different ways. Uh, the Dayton Literary Peace Prize through literature, the Dayton Peace Accords, the idea of uh, negotiation, politics, um, uh, the Missing Peace Art Gallery you mentioned, uh, artistic endeavors, the, the Dayton International Peace Museum, exhibits on Nobel Prize winners. Um, you know, since 1995 when the Peace Accords, had, uh, people really kicked in here and started to understand how important our legacy is. And uh, Irene talked about the legacy for hundreds and even thousands of years, and that's really true, the Five Rivers idea. Um, but it really started, um, started during that time. And I think uh, the reason is, is because that was so important to the world. Um, you know, Dayton is considered a city of peace. 
um, uh, you know, the first city apiece, and now there's 115 cities apiece around the world. That's a date-based initiative. Mm-hmm. Um, the Global Feast for Peace, which there's going to be about 15 in the Dayton area, there's going to be 150 around the world. So Dayton is known and is becoming more and more known as a warehouse for um, peace ideas. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a Dayton Speakers Bureau where we connect all the dots uh, for the peace. And, you know, Matt Joseph is part of the Speakers Bureau. Uh, Sharon Robb from the Dayton Literary Peace Prize is part of the Speakers Bureau. Mm-hmm. Um, the Dayton uh, um, uh, Public Library, the Metro Library, mm-hmm. um, last year had, had 15 events at all their branches uh, having uh, people from the Dayton Speakers Bureau. So this is larger than, than the preconceived notion of what people have about peace. This is very expansive, and that's why we've become a leader in the world. You know, Dayton, Ohio, mm-hmm. is uh, a place where peace has become not only something that people find in their homes and their neighborhoods, but something that we're working on on a global basis. Um, let's tell people what they're listening to in case they're just tuning in. This is Miami Valley Voices on this Cox Radio Station. I'm your host, Ron Rollins, and we are talking about uh, the celebration of uh, Peace Week in Dayton and the Miami Valley. We are joined by uh, three local uh, organizers and facilitators involved with uh, that effort, Fred Arment, Angela Swartz, and Irene Bedard. And thanks again to all of you for being here. Um, I, you mentioned Dayton City Commissioner Matt Joseph a minute ago, and, and um he made the interesting point to me in a conversation recently about the the Bosnian peace accords in, in Dayton that it's it's it how rare it is anymore for um, a war to be finished by a, an actual negotiated settlement like where everybody actually came into one room at the Hope Hotel in our case here and actually talked through it and then stopped what they were doing. And how rare that is anymore in the local and the global way in which conflict seems to happen, which just seems to now be like interminably dragging on forever and ever and ever and ever, regardless of what people may want to happen. Um, right. And I guess uh, uh, that I hadn't really thought about that, but it struck me, number one, that he was right. But number two, that that might be one of the reasons why the Dayton Peace Accords resonate so with people, yeah. because they're they Absolutely. were they were rare. Absolutely, it doesn't happen. We have we have a responsibility in Dayton. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not just um, you know. Wouldn't be nice if uh, everyone could get along. Mm -hmm. It is we have in Dayton a true history that that people use around the world. They talk about the the Dayton process. Mm -hmm. What is the Dayton process? The process is negotiation, and and you know it's very tough. You know, the military uh, presence in Dayton was very important. Uh, But also the people were important. There were people lined up at the gates of the Dayton Peace Accords when Mm -hmm. uh, 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 Milosevic uh, Mm -hmm. came in in in, in the morning. So the people of Dayton actually became a part of that process. There were like school kids that were like writing cards and crayons (laughs) with them and sending them in that they were sending in to the the negotiating teams to encourage them. Please, please, please. And you mentioned too another. Ask um, our other two guests, like you mentioned, Fred, what peace means to you. Um, but that's that's it is a different thing to to uh, to everybody. Angela, how would you? What does peace mean to you? What do you think about when you? I think me personally, um, peace. As far as where the military is concerned, that's what we are as active duty. Um, that's what we're sent in to do is to mm-hmm. keep the peace. Um, it's not to. The fighting of the war is initially to settle something, you know, if negotiations can't be met. Um, but we also, in this times, 
with the different things. We also are very um, in the community and with VFW presence, I mean, we raise a lot of money for different charities. Mm -hmm. um, so it's not just, um, I think some people have the preconceived notion that these VFWs are just um, people who sit around the bar and just have a good time, which- and Not that there's anything wrong with that. Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> and you know, we sometimes we, we do have a good time. I sure. mean, but, um, you know, it's more about this should be fun after all. Sure, but it's more about giving back to the community <laughs> sure, as well, absolutely. and um, and raising the money and uh, giving it. And actually, um, this week we're putting together a basket, we raffle off, and the um, I mentioned before the national or the Dayton National Cemetery Support Committee. Mm -hmm. um, they're just starting with this honor guard uh, mm -hmm. for our veterans when they um, are laid to rest out at the cemetery and it's about $250 mm -hmm. uh, per person's uniform and they're very, they're all uniform, it's very sharp, um, but you know, we need to make awareness of that too. Sure. Um, you know, a lot of our veterans are put, be laid to rest and, and not having their full um, honor, you know. The, their, the honors that they're accorded. The honors, exactly, so. And, and actually, you mentioned the VA cemetery, that, that, that is, people here are, Fortunate is maybe the wrong word, but are have the opportunity to have a very vivid reminder at the cemetery just driving by it. Of, Absolutely, of the cost of peace or not. You Absolutely, know? I mean there's there's fifty thousand white headstones out there Absolutely. from a variety of 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 decades, many decades, um, certainly back to the Civil War, and the the to remind people kind of what this costs or doesn't. But, well, uh, and this being the anniversary of the Korean War, we've mm -hmm. also, that's one of the reasons we picked the Korean War Memorial out on Riverside. Mm -hmm. I've talked to so many people that don't even know that that exists, right. that it's even there, and it is a beautiful It's a beautiful memorial, memorial. Yeah. beautiful. And that's one of the things we're gonna have, um, our Korean War veteran, James Snyder, and the uh, president of the Korean, the Dayton Area Korean Association, Kihi Lee, they're actually, both of them, after they speak, they're going to lay the uh, peace wreath on the memorial there, and um, then we'll have a moment of silence. So I think it's important, um, you know, some of these things that have happened in the past, we're moving forward from this and we're mm -hmm. learning. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, you know, that's it's kind very, of what it's all about. It's very honoring. important, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Irene, your thoughts on what does peace mean to you? You mentioned climate change, interestingly, and I, I wanted to draw you back to that after whatever else you, you may Well, I, I think that, you know, going back to what Fred was saying that safety is 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 of utmost importance, and and I think living in a world where um, you know so much is uncertain, and and yet at the same time we have the the technologies. I think part of what uh, would help and what my speech actually was about was that you know that there are ancient technologies. Um, ancient ways of being and connecting with with this planet that we all live on um, that I, I feel that um, a, a lot of the science actually is is heading back toward and that we're developing a lot of technologies that will help us to think about what we today will affect the next seven generations mm -hmm. and and as a Native American that's something that um, I was grown up being taught I was taught that um, I think that uh, as far as what what peace I will say this too uh, that at every Native American event we have the highest per capita in the United States um, to to uh, to go in into the armed forces mm -hmm. um, as Native American people 
And so there's the concept of what is a, a warrior mm-hmm. and what a warrior is defined as in our community is, is a protector. Correct. It's, it's about protection. Mm-hmm. It's about creating that safety and that, um, and that you know, the, the idea of conflict resolution, of being able to talk it out, is of course the first place that we should start. And it so often isn't, mm-hmm. um, you know, so often blood is shed before words are spoken. And, um, and I think that, you know, I, I personally have a legacy of my, my grandfather on my father's side served in World War I. My grandfather on my mother's side was plucked from the village and had to fight the Japanese on the Aleutian chains. Mm-hmm. And so he served in World War II. My father served in the Korean War the Vietnam War. My brother served two tours of duty in Iraq. My other brother's a helicopter medic. My sister's a Mm. master sergeant in the Air Force. I'm the artist. (laughs) Irene means peace. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, goddess of peace, but you know. um, So uh, for us, we understand, and I wanted to bring this conversation up, especially because we understand very deeply the legacy of, of our veterans. Um, and and at every event that we have, the first thing that we do is carry in the flags and ask all the veterans to come in to honor them. Hmm. Um, the idea or concept of of how do we come to a place of peace simply is offering a place where everyone can be heard. Um, and really, and so often that is is as simple as it is you may not come to you know see eye to eye on on how i perceive it i may not come to see eye to eye on how you perceive it but as long as we've both been heard mm-hmm. i i that that energy i think that that is why the peace accords were so effective mm-hmm. um is it more than is it more than simply the absence of violence then? I mean, it's more than that. Yeah. Kind of sort of I'm hearing you all say. It's, Absolutely. I mean, there is the absence of violence, which is great, you know, which is good and what you want. But it seems like there has to be more to it than that for it to be considered peace. Well, and it's the hierarchy of needs. I mean, if mm-hmm. you if you don't have the basic, you know, food, shelter, um, and 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 then above that safety mm-hmm. in, in that pyramid in that triangle, you're you're, you know, it's going to be difficult because you're going to be in a state of fight or flight. Mm-hmm. You're constantly going to be trying to uh, have this have this sense of anxiety or how am I going to feed my children? Um, uh, therefore, I need to. And you know, as a Native American, it was you know, I need to go to these hunting grounds, but this other this other tribe is there on those hunting grounds and and how do we how do we come together and and share our resources um, and do this in a sustainable way Um, and that really I think is is uh, (laughs) in the fact that it took from the time human beings came into being until a hundred whatever hundred and few more years ago it we became a billion Mm from 100 years to now, we're almost 7 billion. And we have to figure out how to live together sustainably and peaceably, or um, I, I don't wanna say or, mm. we will, mm. we will. 
interestingly, kind of an extension of what you said is that, I mean, the, by the definition you just gave, uh, poverty would be a form of violence, actually. Yes. Really. I mean, which I don't think is generally the way we think of it. But it, it kind of would be, accepting your, your definition, that would you would toss that into the basket. Yes. I mean, I, I think that, um, you know, we, we have many... Um, we have a third world country, or several, in, in our own nation, mm -hmm. right in the middle of South Dakota, Pine Ridge Reservation. Um, the, the, the sort of lateral and collateral damage that has happened for that particular community over the last 150 years has continued through from generation to generation. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, right now, that community also is going through a huge suicide cluster. Mm -hmm. There have been uh, upwards of 300 attempts and I think 60 actually completed in the last... Um, Just at Pine Ridge? In the last six months, yes. It's not that big a reservation. No. Oh. And most of these individuals are 25 and under. Oh. I've I've been to Cheyenne River, but not to Pine Ridge. Right, and oh. so you know, to to really look at that and how we can say, you know, we have uh, we have this community that is suffering so much, um, and yet at the same time, there's this kind of this kind of uh, looking at it as though, well, that's that's their problem. That's not my problem. The thing is, is that. Anything that happens in our communities um, is is affecting me, mm -hmm. and, and and we are, as a matter of fact, scientifically all connected to one another. Mm -hmm. We have to take care of each other and try to figure this out. We're all the same water. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, we've got about a minute and a half left. So, is there? A, I want to make sure for people who want to find out about the events we've been discussing. Is there a website or a web presence where people can go and? Right. Find out what what's going on. This yes, um, yeah. peace dot and date or peace dot org. Peace dot org. Uh, they can okay. get everything about that. But uh, the idea is that there's every constituency involved in this, and what we're doing is we're celebrating the peace we have, which is extensive. we have extensive peace in the right. Dayton area, and we're contemplating the work that need to be done. Right. Um, and where do, you, do you see this really as being a something that the city can and should be really? successfully branding itself around? Uh, absolutely. Matter of fact, the um, uh, Montgomery County uh, Commissioner has just received a letter from the International Day of Peace NGO at the United Nations mm -hmm. uh, giving accolades to the area and uh, the commissioners themselves oh, really? for being involved in this oh, and for cool. uh, involving all constituencies, including the military. That's that's unprecedented in the world. Yeah, yeah. And, and I've heard folks say in town when this was starting, you know, years ago, it's like, what's well, so ironic that all this is happening when we have this gigantic Air Force base. But when we talk to people in the military, they're like, well, not really. To, to your point, Angela, it's like, well, no. I mean, the, the military has a peacekeeping function in addition to a war-making function, and sure. they're, they're inter, definitely intertwined and intertangled, um, but uh, preferably one more than the other. But uh, we should, uh, we, we, we are near the end. Dayton Peace, uh, peacedayton.org. PeaceDayton.org. Excellent. Yes. And we've been uh, we've been talking about Dayton Peace Week and the celebration of peace in the Miami Valley um, last week and this coming week um, with uh, Fred Arment, who is part of the Dayton Peace Dayton Collaborative, Angela Swartz, who is the chaplain at VFW Post 5434 uh, in uh, Montgomery County, and 
Irene Bedard, um, uh, who's a member of the Miami Valley Council for Native Americans and who's also involved in lots of other stuff. So uh, thank you very much for your thoughts. And um, this is uh, this has been Miami Valley Voices, and I guess I would invite everybody listening today to, to go to PeaceDayton.org and look for an event that uh, matches your, your, your interest and, and, uh, and, and uh, give, give peace a chance this week. Think about it and talk about it with your neighbors. Thanks for coming in, everybody. I appreciate it. Thank, thank you. you. All right. Hope to see you thank next you. week. Absolutely. Tune in next week. We'll see you then.